find us pretty much everywhere on the internet um we have a tiktok which is 2928 podcast we have um an email address which is um 2928 that's 2928.digital.gmail.com you can get at us on instagram and twitter too it's all the same shit um i made a link tree too so if you want to see all the links it's just linktree forward slash 2928 and that is uh stylized as link tr dot ee forward slash 2928 you have to provide a link to get all the links it's one link to get all the links the cool about the cool thing about the linktree is that the the linktree has the first three links are um it sounds like you're going to get directly to a child song or something like that you keep saying the cool <laughs> thing about the link tree is the link tree has. <laughs> it's like a nursery rhyme. It's not. It's the just wishing links to the actual shows. No, the cool part about the link tree is that you just literally go to the link tree, you know, forward slash two nine two eight, and um, you can just. If you're on a phone or if you're on whatever platform, you just click on the thing where you listen to podcasts. So you click on Spotify or you click on Apple Podcasts or you click on Overcast and it just brings you to the app. Bing, bang, boom, done. Good evening. What's up? You know, just finding an empty space to practice our craft. Yep, gotta practice the craft. Podcraft. (laughs) Is that a thing? No, you're trying to make it sound like Minecraft? Mm, I was gonna say, like, maybe like more like witchcraft or handcraft. (laughs) I mean, it's a craft of sorts, you know. We're, we're, Tons of people do it. Would you rather be a podcaster or a podcrafter? I mean, if you're gonna take, if you're gonna take a word out of the word, then wouldn't you take pod out of it instead of cast? Because cast makes sense. Or a hand caster. Nope. No, that's someone who does spells. Or I think it's a fishing term, isn't it? I have no idea. Like I mean, you either you're casting. Use, either use a, ra- a reel or like a hand, right? Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, I have no idea. Can, I mean, you can cast your you can cast your uh, line. Mm-hmm. You can cast a net, probably, mm-hmm. which is different you than cast, cast a net. net too. Cassinets. There's, there's no T in Cassinets. You're saying Cassinets? <laughs> yeah, but there's no T in that word. <laughs> Castanets. Cassinets? I think it's Cassinets, isn't it? For hands. No, it's Castanets. For house? Castanets. 
the the things that you do with your hand. The the no, I know, uh, I know what the nets are. are like a musical instrument. Yeah, I know little little finger symbols. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It is castanets. Okay. We've we're not even like are we even a minute in? We have puns floating everywhere here. Um, we're two minutes in. Floating puns. Oh yeah, floating puns. Um, do you want to clap? Yeah, let's do it. All right, three, two, one. Back at it. Wow. And okay. uh, first and foremost, they the the groundhog did come out, and they they did the whole thing. That that was a lie you told me. <laughs> I didn't look, cause who fucking cares? I just, I just assumed that being in a snowy weather climate, you would have, you would have been up to speed on what it saw shattering. I am then, not really. And then you, you sold me a bill of goods, and I was like, I, I believed you. I took you at your word. <laughs> that's not. That's a group text. I am never. Just, I'm never. I'm always there for the lulls. I'm. It's like I'm on stage. I'm telling jokes constantly. Everything that you is not a place. Me, I, everything you said just sounds awful. <laughs> it's just that's not a place for me to be sincere. Or Man, all, all all we have as humans is our word, Lopez. Okay. I mean, I mean, I'll try to turn it on and off. I guess or something. Um, but you know, that group message is, uh, man, it's riddled with, here's the, here's the thing. The main subject of that group text. Okay. There are three people in it. You, me, and another person. The main subject of that group text is it, the conversations start by death reveal. So right. things, oh, yeah. people our, die. Our, our death, our death pool updates. You know, we may our death pool updates in a way. Yeah, we may not be actively in a pool, but we, you know, it's like keeping your eye on the sports pages. Might be, might be off season, but you're still interested. Yeah, dead people, hot I'll stove. That. Hot stove. What's that? Hot stove. Hot stove is the off-season baseball when it's building up. It's hot stove. Really? Who says that? Uh, you know, people in the in the baseball industry. <laughs> wow, I don't think I've ever heard that. That's fucking bonkers. Okay, very good. Um, hot stove. Wow. Teams with, teams with hot stove questions for 2021. MLB hot stove. Who will be the next traded? Wow. Is it? It's not like a, a term that like one company uses or something. Yeah, the MLB company. Oh, so <laughs> like everyone in baseball. It's 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 at the point in the season where it's like, it might be right before spring training or whatever, where people are moving around and everyone's making their moves. Here's Can the I, question: If well, I go get the baseball dictionary that's in my house, will it have hot stove in it? How old is the baseball dictionary? I don't know. And I also don't, don't know, what, know when Hot Stove was first used. It, I want to say it's probably something that started in, within the last 20 to 30 years. I feel like it's something this that This book can't... has definitely been published since then. 
it seems like Should it's something that would have been conceived and implemented in the in a, in a post ESPN world. All right, need, I'll be right back. You need I'm to brand and market something. You know, you got to label it so you can't so that you're not just saying like, well, it's the the period of time between off season and, and spring training. Hot stove, hot takes. Duh. Let's see here. Go, go to the index. It's in the, alphabetical order. The glossary. You are recording, yeah? Uh, uh, yeah, how's the Foley? Sound good? Let's see here. Hmm. I just went through. He, there's a word in here. There are like phrases and stuff and all this. I have not had the chance to like go through this heavily yet. Wow, there's a lot of H's. Heater. All right, we're getting close. Oh my God, how many H's are there? Hot box. Hot corner. Hot dog. Hot dogging. Hot shot. Hot stove league. Hot nope. stover. Mm-hmm. Hot stoving. Mm-hmm. So there's hot shot, then it goes to hot stove league. And then oh. it goes to hot stover, and then hot stoving. Okay, so it goes, in early days of baseball, hot stove season referred to an actual baseball season. Hot stove leagues in which MLB players would stay in shape by playing baseball in their hometowns while staying warm with actual hot stoves. The term soon expanded to become a kind of predecessor to water cooler. On a cold day, fans would gather around the hot stove to discuss their favorite team. Huh. So yeah, it's, it's Where are you just, reading this from? My phone. It's uh oh. Yeah, it's just like I baseball got gossip. It's like baseball gossip. Okay. The Hot Stove League was a book by Lee Allen. So it comes from a, a book. I'm sure the term was there before. There's just 18 18- 86. Oh, this is an old-ass term. Right, because you, they, they said that they would gather around the stove to talk about baseball. <laughs> That's like Dickens. All right, it's the old days. <laughs> Did you say like Dickens? Yeah, it's like a chunk of coal. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, dude, um, I, got the, I, got the ba- the, I got the baseball dictionary. Underneath that, I, there's a whole bunch of inside idioms. And it's just okay. yeah. baseball idioms. That sounds right. Ace. Around the horn. Baltimore chop. Bush league. Busher boy. Can of corn. <laughs> seller. Chin music. File Wait, and trial. Wait, like saying he's a, he's, he's a can of corn. <laughs> no. Can of corn, I believe, refers to like an easy pop-up. Oh wow, that's funny. These are t- I mean, this is stuff you don't really. There's a lot of stuff, obviously you you hear. Um, a can of corn is but... a routine fall fly ball hit to an outfielder. Wow, that is amazing. 
<laughs> oh my! Do you want to know what it's? You want to know what it's from? <laughs> I love baseball. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, when's it from? When 19th century clerks at grocery stores and general stores were looking for an easier way to reach canned goods on high shelves, they started using long, hooked sticks to pull them down. After dropping the cans toward them, they would catch them in their aprons like a fly ball. Oh my god. So it was just... It was just something people would see, and they just... Oh my god, that's funny. Wow. 29-28, welcome to America's Only... In... um, in the inside Id- idioms list, once you get to also in the glossary, they include idioms. So you could look up the word for the title of the thing that you're reading. <laughs> Is this at what point Paul does... Dixon's baseball dictionary here? What's up? Just online. Is this the same thing as what I have as a book, but you found it online and I should have just done that? Um, it was MLB.com. Oh, fair. Okay. You uh, were going to say, at what point? At what point? Because this has come up maybe four times in the last month or so. Or sorry, twice in the last four weeks. Um, at what point do you stop being associated with the team that you're, you, you were with and start being associated with the team that you are with. So this is 100% in reference to recent scandals in baseball where the new and current GM of the Mets had done scandalous and horrific things to a lady journalist um, with, I want to say, with Chicago or Boston or something, wherever he was before. But when the news broke, they referred to, like, they referred to him as the Mets GM, and the articles made it sound like it was happening with the Mets organization. Mm-hmm. And he got let go, rightly so, and he was fired and all that shit. Like the Met, the new Mets, they hired him. He was he was on board for like six weeks, and they they got rid of him. And then, are you telling la- me that the last- Mets have now had two fucking people? That they had to let go without ever having them be coaches or whatever. Oh, because Beltron. Uh, yeah. This was he. This wasn't the manager. This was the GM. So he was okay. So he, you know, he was front office and everything. But their former manager, who is now mm-hmm. a, I want to say a batting coach or a pitching coach with uh, the Anaheim Angels also had sexual harassment charges brought against him and even though he hasn't been with the team for two years they still referred to him as former Mets manager Mickey Calloway mm-hmm. so we have someone who just started working for the company who didn't do the horrible things with the team and we have mm-hmm. someone who hasn't been with the team for two years but still gets identified as a Mets manager at what point it's because of the position it has nothing to do with the timeline. It's everything to do with the the juiciness of the position. Because the higher your position is, then... So even if you have held a position of managerial status in the past or the future or whatever, no one's going to give two fucks if... No one's going to read it if it says current Anaheim Angels batting coach. Everyone's just going to be like, what? No one cares. 
But as soon as you have manager in that title or in that, you know, exposition of the article, you're going to say, oh, I'm going to read this. And that is all they care about. It's like, you know, this gets back to everything. It's just clicks and likes and reads and, you know, reader retention for an article like that. Excellent. Has nothing Excellent to point. do with 100% the agree. time. But before yeah. football season started, there was like a running tally of people who were or had been members of the Giants. And even the one, like, if they had just joined the team and hadn't played yet, they were a Giant. And if they were a Giant in the, in the last season, they were a Giant still, even though they were with another team. It's like you can't get on the right side of the publicity. It's... It's arbitrary. Is that just market? Is it because it's the New York market versus, you know, Jacksonville or something? Yeah, I think so. I definitely okay. think so. I think, you know, you're you're always trying to focus on your audience and, you know, placate to them. You're always trying to, you know, whatever you know as a writer who your reader is if you're if you're good at it, I think. Right, but so. I mean, you're I think the audience bleeds a little bit more there like not no one's really just tied to their markets anymore necessarily because of the internet Mm -hmm. because you can watch every single nfl game in a given day you know you're not tied to just what's locally broadcast but yeah i that all that all adds yeah that's just something that i every time i read it i was like well why why doesn't the other team get the poor publicity it's it seems like they're just uh looking for reasons yeah, and I mean it's probably annoying to you, or maybe I would say maybe it's. Um, I mean, it's annoying to you probably for multiple reasons, but I think you may be more attuned to it because you have the experience of being a New York sports fan living in California, and so the way that your media is taken in in those departments, even if you know for the most part it's like still catered to you through like apps and stuff in some way shape or form i think like the amalgamation of data that comes to you is still put through that filter of your location does that make sense i understand what you're saying so you i don't necessarily you think that's the you have this perspective yeah i'm just saying like your perspective is Maybe you're more in tune to it because of your, you know, you live in the world of Dodger baseball. You know what I mean? So it's like you get this opportunity to also have, it's all the things that come with that. It's like you get to see how that's portrayed in your city. You get to see, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't really consume any local media. Yeah. I see. I, I mean, you know, I, I, I see passive stuff like billboards and maybe the occasional radio ad or something like that. But I don't watch like local news, mm-hmm. anything like that. I just I think it's yeah. It no, I'm not times. even saying that. Yeah, I, I get all that. I'm almost saying like it's more of a. I don't know. Maybe physical location makes so is is so um, important to me, um, or like I try to be in tuned with. So maybe I'm projecting that onto you, but I, I feel like there's something there, like where, you know, even I mean, you've lived there for ten years, so it's like there's something about 
that environment that you live in and like how you read external sports and all of that stuff you know what i mean the stuff that's out of market even though it is your home market i'm sure you just think of it as no different because you know obviously like i can consume i can get into minnesota vikings world and i've never even i mean the only time i've been to minnesota it was with you and it was not very pleasant blue um, earth Blue Earth was nice. Remember yeah. the guy at the gas station? Jolly Green Giant? <laughs> yeah, Jolly Green Giant was good. Yeah, Blue Earth was kind of cute, wasn't it? Who was at the gas station? You don't remember that guy? No. We like got we like got out of the car. We got out of your Jeep <laughs> to like get gas or something. It was when you went it's when you bought the five hour energies that didn't work. And the guy just looked at our plates and then looked at us. I don't, did you, maybe he did it to me only, but he goes, you boys are far from home. And I was like, what? Well, maybe he was just talking about actual distance. I think he was, but he said it ominously. And I was like, that is not a thing people say to people. But I don't, rem- I don't remember there being a, anything weird. That's so funny. That's like, oh man, that's like a memory that it just like, uh, it's not like it haunts me or anything, but I do remember him saying it very, just, you boys are far from home. (laughs) And it wasn't a good way he said it. I was like, okay, (laughs) thanks. (laughs) What the fuck do you say to that? It's not a hello. It's not a welcome to Minnesota. Definitely I mean, not. I, would, a I wouldn't say it's a welcome at all. It's more like a an observation at at, the, at its kindest, you know. Yeah, it and just it just at its worst, it's a threat. I guess you know. <laughs> threat. Um, yeah, it was very weird. I just remember it being very, very feeling very strange. Um. Yeah. So wait, the sports thing, do you mean that like, you're just upset with the perspective not being um, more or less constant and relative, like you think it should be, because to answer the original question, I think once you've played like a series with your new team that's your new team like right. y- you know you're not like the artist formerly known as really at all right like i think um especially if you're a high profile player you know you're instantly that do you know what i mean yeah i just keep my eye like, like sometimes i get start thinking about misleading or intentionally ambiguous or or uh doubtful reporting like it's because maybe they are playing towards the larger market team or the higher prestige position to to kind of steal headlines so it's not doesn't just look like it's like an assistant who got caught for something it's someone who was a manager you know yeah but it's like I, to a, it's, it's a much lesser degree to like when people when the newspapers and stuff report um police shooting people and it's like so-and-so was was you know died from so but but like it's not like 
they never say like was shot by police. It was always died during arrest or something like that. Like mm. they they never laid out straight necessarily. Not they never, but like a lot of times you'll see headlines that are passive and not accusatory, but not about I, I can see why they wouldn't be accusatory for legal reasons, but to the detriment of the facts that they're reporting, you know? Yeah, I mean, often a headline will just read something, um, you know, like in police hands, you know, like died while in custody, something, some, or something like that. Not well, it would just not killed it would, by police. It would died while in no, custody. it'll say it'll say something like fatal shooting, which is like a neutral factual statement. You know, it's like it's right. you're not saying die or death or killed or murdered you're mm-hmm. saying a fatal shooting you know and that is because that is somehow um even though that's definitive like that not implies that says people died you know um they'll I mean at least up here in like local news that's like the common thing to say is you know like a an I whatever a nine I ninety crash that would that became fatal after blah 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 blah. So yeah, there's a lot of ways to skirt around, um, you know, because English English can be very I don't know impactful in in ways. You know, you can there are words that can give people emotions, and I think like a word like fatal doesn't give as strong an emotion. Do you know what I mean? So you're always going to try, and it seems like you're skirting around the issue, but really what you're doing is you are um, trying to lay down facts without being offensive, I guess, or, or, or like you said before, laying judgment or blame, because that's why they'll always say alleged, you know. Um, yeah, news writing, like writing just, copy oof that can't be fun that's got to be a bunch of fucking dog shit <sighs> so weird did i tell you about my shoulder no <laughs> um and did we say on the show that um did we talk about not drinking at all on the show, or do we just gloss over that entirely? For what? Like, did I did I say to you at some point on the show that I wasn't drinking for all of January? I don't think so. Interesting. All right. Well, I've accomplished all of January without drinking. Nice. How's your February going? February is still not drinking, even though now that it's not necessary, it's like. It's such a weird, like, mind fuck almost, because it's like, I'm like, it's February, and it's not dry January. I had a reason before, because I was like, you know, drying out. It's, like, kind of nice to dry out. But then, like, driving home sometimes, I think, I could use some whiskey today. But that's really the, the extent of it. So, I mean, I go down some, like, you know, thoughts about it which like 
leads me to think of, you know, at what point is drinking just like something you really like to do? And at what point is it a problem? Because it's like, I feel like every single time I'm able to just like stop no problem and like not drink, and then I don't even care. I think, well, if I don't drink, I save a ton of money. And if I don't drink, I lose weight. And it's like, and if I don't drink, I'm probably happier and I probably get better sleep. So like, why do I drink at all? And then I think about it. I'm like, oh, oh, because drinking's fun. <laughs> it's like, it's nice. <laughs> Fucking. So it's just, it's just like a weird, it's like a weird cycle that yeah, I'm sure no, I've, I've been, I've, millions I've, of people. Right there with you too. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's just something weird. So anyway, I guess I'll do February and then see where we go. I don't know when Lent starts, and I don't know what I could possibly do for Lent this year. Uh, we should we should go hard with something. There should be something. Okay, we could go hard. All right. I mean, I think we have time to think about it, right? When does it start? I don't know. I, I was driving yesterday. I was like, when's Lent? <laughs> it's coming. It's like coming really soon. I guess Wait, I should where just is look it for in re- re- relation to to President's Day because that's the fifteenth. Ash Wednesday, twenty twenty one. You're not gonna just give me a fucking date. Saint Internet? Patrick's Day is the seventeenth. <laughs> Always. Oh, February seventeenth. Oh yeah, look at that. So yeah, it is. It's President's Day and then February seventeenth. It's literally in two fucking weeks. Yeah, good thing we talked about it. Oh. So. I'm never going to drink again. That's true. (laughs) Maybe I just wait for for Lent to really start with this. Wait, have you not started already? I have, but it's... You're only four days in. You're like, I got two more weeks. I'm, I'm (laughs) I'm like eight days in, but... But at the same rate, I did. I went ninety days last year before the wedding, mm-hmm. and by the time the wedding came around, I, w- I didn't even really want to drink. But like, I did because it was you know, there were a few people there. It was a wedding, and yeah. it was fun. And then over the course of the subsequent six months or something, you just find yourself falling into old ways and whatnot. Totally. Never, like I mean, the whole time it's been, you know, pretty well. Not nearly as bad as it was in the first six months of, of pandemic, you know? But I also haven't, to be, cause, because also about this time last year, I had done 38 days before Lent, before I went to mm-hmm. Belize. I had dried out too. So, like, there were a lot of good stretches in there. And then quarantine happened, and it was just like, all right, just hang out, lay low. Yep. So weird. It's amazing listening back to some of those episodes, and it's just like this normalization that we have with fucking coronavirus, and it's just like, well, it's we're, we're still in the midst right of now, it. A yeah, but we're like, yeah, but we're still like. That's what I'm saying. Is like we're still in the middle of it, right? We're not like. There's oh, really I, no end in sight. I know. It's like fucked up because like what happens in what happens in another year, man? 
I think it'll be wrapped up by then, but I'm, I'm just saying, like... You think this time in 2022, it's wrapped up? Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm on pod saying it, so here we go. Are you writing it down? No. <laughs> um, there's some sort of like normalization of failure going on with coronavirus, and it's. What do you mean normalization pretty... of failure? I don't even know if that's a term. If it isn't, I made it up just now. But it's like, um. But of failure, like someone was. Let me explain. So, people will talk to me, uh, you know, and it's like, I don't want to say it's small talk now, but to some extent, people will use it as an icebreaker now when they're from, because I talk to people who aren't from here, right? I talk to people who are in England, I talk to people who are in Canada, who are, you know, everywhere. For work and i was talking to a guy in canada and he was like how's the you know covid situation there he's like it uh he's like it's uh it's dropped off pretty good up here and, and he's like in ontario or something and um and i was like that's not true like i was like look at a graph man like the we have worse cases now than we had you know throughout the whole summer and worse cases now than we had at the beginning of the pandemic but there's like this normalization curve like what people get used to being bad or their perception of it as they get used to it you know I so we talked about this early get, on like in, in, a, yeah, broader, we probably in a broader did. scope as far as like how long do you think it'll take for this to become like everyday life you we de- i mean you definitely brought that up at some point but it's just but i don't think it's, it's a normalization very... of failure i mean i understand you're saying like it's an acceptance of of you can't do anything about it so we'll just live with it rather than trying to fix it or mitigate it because yeah like we have you, failed you want, as a country you don't want to shut down you the economy I mean? and hide in your house because you're bored so, you know, wear a mask and use hand sanitizer. But still, everyone who has to cook food and work in a grocery store, continue doing that. But, like, it sounds so insane. And, like, is there no world where it would be possible to, like, just have the delivery drivers out on the road delivering everything and, like, literally no one else? And it's just like March of 2020, a year, you know, coming up on a year ago. Could we not just shut the whole fucking country down for one fucking month just so that we actually exterminate? I mean, we couldn't do it the first time around, so there's no chance it happens this time around. Especially No, 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 I'm not saying now. I'm not saying now. I'm saying then. Like, like go back in time and just think, like, I, I know it's not possible. It's not possible. But why not why can't you just say all right now with the arm with the knowledge like if everyone had the knowledge of here this is the best way to think of this with the knowledge that we have today in february of 2021 
there are very few people, okay, if all the leaders in the world or what the fuck ever, I don't care, if people just said, look, this is the crystal ball, we're all still wearing masks, we're all still miserable a year from now. So all we need to do right now is shut in for one month straight. No one moves, everyone sits down, everything pauses, you know, like, I don't know, go out and get your groceries now. Well, one, Everyone you, go out and get their groceries. You wouldn't have a unilateral group of people across all parties saying that. You'd still have people who are fighting it in the mix trying to totally. get that message across. So you'd have to unify totally. that message. If you told people, even though they've had a year of the past year or two, dig their feet into their stupid ideas and their stupid belief system and their anti-mask ways and everything, they've, there's, there's no way around it. There's no way that you could use hindsight with a group of people who still haven't accepted what's going on. Look at the people in, you know, right. in, in Florida and the Gulf states and everything that still have open bars, that still have, you know, no mask rules, no mask mandate. The Austin yeah, yeah, still having a fucking, fucking joke. comedy shows and shit like that. It's who's they, having comedy shows? What? I mean, they're still happening. Who's having places. a comedy show? Oh. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's just. Did you, the Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan were having a uh, a show at or a series of shows in Austin, and they, it was I think it was they were charging fifteen hundred for a table or something like that, and then the two days before the show, uh, Chappelle got COVID. Is this this just happened? It's probably uh, yeah, right around January. Oh, that's weird. I didn't hear that, but I. I mean, there's really... they're, they're gonna have twenty two thousand people at the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> and they're treating How it like it's a, they're treating it like it's a triumph, like we beat something. <laughs> oh my god. Can they not just like chill? No, man. It's a it's a free country. I thought this was America, man. Do what they want, and if you don't like it, yeah, they can shoot well. you. They can drive to your your state and they can shoot you, and then it'll be fine because you're uh, you're just a seventeen year old little weird fat boy. Speaking of that, you should um, you should download or find um that documentary i just watched it's not great but you should watch it anyway um i'm really trying to sell it here but it's called duct tape messiah and it's um about the life of uh that singer songwriter blaze foley i've been super fucking into him really good shit good fucking music totally amazing Totally amazing, he says. I mean, an incredible, an incredible singer-songwriter. Just an incredible, he's fucking an amazing guitar picker. So, like, you know, self-taught, and you can tell, like, his, his the way he plays guitar is super weird. It's just like, I don't know. I love a good, I, I love self-taught musicians who just, defy the odds and just do their go their own way they don't listen to people this guy's life is like impossible 
like all the shit that happened to him. He was like homeless and, you know, just never, he like never caught a break, but he didn't care to. He never wanted to. Like he didn't give two fucks about having a record deal or anything. Just so weird. The guy was such a good musician. And I can't believe I was like, this is like one of those things in my life. Like music does this to me. I just feel like, why didn't I know about this person 20 years ago? Like this would have changed my life had I heard this music 20 years ago. Right, but he didn't but, care. He didn't care about a record contract, so he's not going to care about promoting himself. So No, and he died just, in 1989. Right. So why would you find out so about So it's him? like. I wouldn't have. Uh, there was like none of his music was really around. Right. So I mean, it's it's completely his fault that you don't know about him. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So I how did I get to it? Oh, I was listening to, and it comes up on Justin Towns' Earl Radio. That's why I I, st- I heard a couple of the tracks, and I was like, these are fucking incredible. Who is this? And. I think I started like I, I like added a Justin Towns, um, like radio mix or something to something, back when he died because I was like, man, this, you know, I would like to listen to a little bit more of that stuff. And on the Justin Towns Earl radio are like a couple of pretty good artists that kind of just like flow in there, and it's like. Um, Loudon Wainwright and um, I don't know if they play Steve Earl necessarily, but they definitely play Towns Van Zant, who Justin Towns is named after. And Towns Van Zant was buddies with this guy Blaze Foley, and that's how the connection exists. And it's so crazy because they're like all these people. You know, they did this documentary, and there were just like all these people who hell these fucking crazy stories about this guy he was just like fucking homeless crazy like west texas drunk who could just finger pick the shit out of a guitar and sang good soulful songs it was really it's just really nice to hear it's like discovering new music that i was like you know you constantly if you listen to lots of music you're constantly discovering music you do this you listen to like tons of crazy shit all the time but it's just amazing sometimes like you could live so long and never hear of something that just blows my mind you know when it's right there you know it's like i've listened to towns van zant before so it's like had i missed this guy but duct tape messiah is the name of the documentary and the reason why i brought it up because you said you can shoot anyone um Spoiler, he was murdered, so that's how he died. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And the guy was acquitted. You know, he died in 89 at the age of 39 or something, so it's like, you know, you the, if you looked at a Wikipedia from that, you would instantly be like, all right, death, let's see how he died. Because that's, you know, I don't want to say that's who we are as people, but that's like what interests me most of the time. I, if I see that someone died young, same thing with the, I was texting you about the math thing that I was looking at and you said you didn't care at all. Um, pre-algebra. And, and, 
no, it's calculus, but it was just um I mean the 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 short bit of that was just that I was it came up because we were looking up um units and converting units at work um and units of pressure um and the units of pressure we were converting were something that just like we like i have no frame of reference for it was like something it's like what the fuck was it it was like uh kilopascals or something anyway it was something stupid that I don't have any frame of reference in my mind for. And I was just, you know, I was making a joke and I said, put it in millibars. And um, then he said, are you, are you talking to me? Can't hear you, Lopez. Oh, you can't hear me? You there? Yeah, you cut out. That's so weird. The call still hold held, but uh, the, the ticker was still going. But uh, your uh, your audio stopped. All right. I mean, I didn't stop recording or whatever. Huh. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So basically, I you know we were just trying to like convert units or whatever to you know something that made sense and we were joking around with the units and up in the conversion chart was a tor t-o-r-r as a unit of measure and i had never heard that before and i was like you're joking right my coworker was like no 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 here it is look it's a tor and i was like all right i gotta google that so i google it and it's from this um like physics guy torricelli and as I'm like scrolling through this guy's Wikipedia page, I actually see, like, I see a couple of things, but I see mainly that he's like a, a student of Galileo. I have never heard of this guy ever, never. I was like, so oh, it's that's so, similar to the like, the musical artist from the '80s. You've never heard of Galileo's student, Tor. Torricelli, yes, Tor- I've never Torricelli. heard of this guy. Tor- Torricelli, his friends. yeah, his friends yeah. called Tor. Tor is. Tor is the unit of measure of pressure that is named after him because apparently he it discovered the concept of the barometer. Hmm. Barometer. <laughs> so anyway, I'm looking through this guy's page and I see like an equation. And it's like the equation is from, it's a, I think it's called Torricelli's Law. And the equation itself i'm looking at and it has a um i don't know what a function and i'm not a math person and i'm recognizing this function as like something i remember from calculus and i'm thinking wait a minute this is not this guy's this guy predates calculus right and so i quickly google search um isaac newton's date of birth and as it turns out both isaac newton and um, the other guy who also invented calculus simultaneously, they were both born um, in the same decade that Torricelli died in. So I was just kind of like thrown off, I guess. Um, I couldn't exactly figure out. It just it just threw me for a loop, I guess. It wasn't anything crazy. I just like I was trying to think of it one way. And it took me like a day to kind of work my mind through 
the concept of just math people thinking about things completely differently in terms of just how math works. It's just, I feel like facts and like data and history are all just like wrapped up into one nice package. And that's like how my mind consumes it. And this is totally not, it's just not how that works. So it, it kind of, it bothered me for half second that Newton and Leibniz, you know, come up with basically calculus together, not together, but um, they like, they come up with calculus like at the same time, more or less within a few years Parallel of each other, thought. totally independently. Yeah. And then if you were going Torricelli to... had, you know, well, they could have either yeah. stolen Torricelli's notes and took credit for themselves, or it mm. could just be an extended period of, you know, parallel thinking. So this is the thing that I concluded. Like for for, for, th- for things like... that there are, there are only, like, one way to do things correctly, uh-huh. then pe- more than one person is going to come to that conclusion. If if you're Here's if you're looking between a cliff makes... and you're trying to build something, then a working bridge is only going to happen like one of three ways. And yeah, you're a hundred percent there. Like you are a hundred percent there. But I wasn't. Like I didn't understand that. I could. My brain could not wrap around this idea, because math just builds upon previous math. So they would have been reading the same stuff. Torricelli's law would have been published. Okay, and Torricelli's law isn't a complete look at calculus. It's just one little piece of calculus. But it bothered me looking at it, knowing that it was a calc problem and thinking that it predated calc. I was like, wait, does that mean that Torricelli came up with calculus? Apparently, not at all. No, and but, so but there was that, a part. Like, his language is used in calculus. Uh, I'm, I'm what I'm totally. So. He, yeah, he contributed I mean, to it before it became what it fully was. He absolutely contributed to it, yes. And that's the thing that like I didn't fully grasp because I was not thinking of math as this sort of like building block thing. Like you need to use the work of predecessors to actually get your work done. Like I, I wasn't thinking about it that way. And it made me think of this other thing, which is like they give out these awards and stuff for people who solve these crazy math problems these days. Right, the, the impossible so, problems and stuff like that. Yeah. Right, and like a couple of them have been solved in our lifetime. Like in yeah, the last one, 20 I years, think a couple one was of them. In the last two years. Right, and, and it's sort of cool. You know, there was one of these guys in the last 20 years, I can't remember this guy's name who didn't accept the award yeah, I saw that. because what he was I saying, I, I read the same he was saying, I, I, I heard about it somewhere. It was like, uh, it was something that was like more or less reported or like I saw a YouTube video on it or something like that. But it's, it's just one of those things like he was saying, like his whole point is, no, I can't accept this for myself because this is not my own, this is not just done with just me. It's done by, you know, he was crediting a couple other mathematicians who had really like done the groundwork to get him to the answer. And so he's like, it's a group effort. It's not just one person's thing. It's like, it's really like an elegant thing to try and 
you know, award one person because, you know, whatever. And I'm sure plenty of people, mathematicians aren't, uh, typically they're just like, they're not like that. They don't want, you know what I mean? Like There's they don't no care I about that. Math. They just care about the math. Yeah. It's like they just care about the math, which is kind of, you know, beautiful in a way. Anyway, that was my whole, that was my whole rabbit hole with Torricelli. I just thought that well, was super more cool. More importantly, stuff. what... Yeah. If you if you had a law or a theorem be your namesake, what would it say? What would the principle be? What would the Lopez law, the Lopez theorem be? Oh, the Lopez law is so it should be something about like junkyards and middlemaning, I think. I really like junkyards. It has something to do with the junkyard. I don't know what it is. Hmm. I liked uh, the, I liked Bill's take on on my review, what what a Lopez review would be. Was that accurate? It was pretty close, I would say. I mean, you know, he got the tone he just right. Basically, he got the tone very right. He was telling a he was telling a, a fake Lopez story, but he was using elements of all the stories I've told him for the last like fifteen years. So. <laughs> got a little ridiculous at the end but i'm sure that was the that was the meaning was there you know because maybe the whole point is i usually get ridiculous by the end right which brings me to another thing the pro deal thing i don't know what that is (sighs) i get discounts from track and trail still this is the part of the podcast where i tell you about from track and trail still that you don't already have Oh, I you know I don't know I I uh, I may or may not have um, destroyed an old coat this year, and I kind of wanted to get another one to replace the destroyed one, so I can have one that's kind of like a raggedy coat and one that's like a nicer coat, so I could throw out the one that I kind of destroyed. Okay. So and they're relatively cheap. I mean, you're talking about. Pretty good discounts, like forty percent off of retail. That's pretty good discount. And it's not like we go to stores anymore. I guess I could just wait till next year. It's like something that I like to take advantage of because I have the ability to. So I was just trying to, you know, finagle myself, you know. I like the mental gymnastics of trying to figure out how I would do it. It's not even about doing it. Do you know what I mean? It's like I'm looking for a very specific car part, and I just to know that I could buy it is worth everything. Just to know that I could get it and no one else could. Do you know what I mean? There's something in that's like my that's like my crack to know that Andy Lopez could do it. It's a, Does that make yeah, sense? I think in, in Jurassic Park, uh, I think they say uh, you spent so much time trying to figure out if you could do it, you didn't spend any time thinking if you should do it. Yeah, totally. That's me. That'll yeah. that'll be that'll be Lopez's theorem when he gets arrested for fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why am I getting arrested for fraud? Because the pro deal thing? Oh no, I'm just thinking if it it starts there, and then I'm sure like. Just in that way, if you're trying to figure out a way to more or less, you know, 
scam is such an ugly word, but to use it lightly, to be like, oh, to scam it, that you might find yourself in a situation that, you know, could be fraud. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm not saying Um, scam in its fullest, harshest tone. I was just the closest. uh, (laughs) It's the easiest word. Yeah, to to convey (laughs) the uh, scheminess. That you were talking about, trying to figure out how, you know? If it takes uh-huh. that much mental gymnastics to to work out, is it is it really legal? <laughs> it, I mean, you know, for me, like, it, literally, the exercise of thinking through it is, like, the part that gets me going. That's the part I like the best. Because, you know, you're thinking about all these things like, do I know someone who still works at CrossGates? Probably not. Do I know if I can get someone to CrossGates? Probably not. Pandemic. You know, do I do I know if I can maybe look at Google Maps to see what the old track and trip? Like, can't you look at Google Maps inside a mall now? Isn't that a thing you can do? Oh, I have no idea. I thought that you could do horrible. it. Anyway. It does sound horrible. I feel like I've done it, but that's why I'm thinking. Anyway, but I was thinking like, okay, and, and, and if I can do that, can I also look to figure out, how, like, how, what's my easiest way to figure out if that store's there? You know, because now I know, I know that store's not there. I know that store closed. And, um, you know, the, the, the message that comes up, for mountain hardware is like hey we need you to verify some things and it's like hey we caught on to the fact that uh you probably haven't worked here in over 10 years and um this store has been closed for four of those years so uh, do you even deserve this deal anymore and uh what's really funny is like I, one of my coworkers actually um is part of some like uh association for like extreme sports um and he actually gets this same pro deals but i don't know if they're exactly the same i know it's the same site but i don't know what crossover there is because there's some stuff that's like blacked out for me like i'm not allowed to have so i don't know if he gets like the full extent of the pro deal i don't know if like mine is like you know better or whatever so it's just like to me I don't know. I would like to try and maintain what I have. It's not like I've abused it. I've just used it for the last 10 years. So it's great. I'm still promoting their product, right? It's still me walking around with a coat that says the brand. You have enough sway to to have that be a selling point, your promotion? (laughs) Oh, totally. Totally. Come come across a lot of traffic, uh, a lot of foot traffic in Vermont. Not really, no. But but you know, people see you wearing the coat, and they're like, "Oh, that's a nice coat." You know, that's like a thing. That's a thing that Looking happens. Good. Yeah. You know, the people I see at the gas station, they give you a nod. Nice coat. And then they say, uh, "You're a long way from home." <laughs> <laughs> Only if it's the summer in southern Minnesota in 2010. But 
I don't know. I like that idea. You're just like, you're, you're thinking about like, what if I, I'm like fantasizing about it in a way. And it's like, I'm thinking about, all right, I could figure out what that store is and then I could call them and be like, Hey, it's a can puzzle. I talk to the manager? It's a, it's a brain puzzle. It's a big puzzle. And what are you going to say to the manager? Hey, so there was a store that used to be here. It was called track and trail. I don't know if you remember it. Oh, you, you don't. You didn't even live in Albany. Okay, well there was a tra- there you know there was a there was a store. They sold shoe stuff. Actually, I feel I worked like it's, there for it's many not years. The type of conversation that would go well over the phone. I feel it's like definitely a stop in and discuss and charm in person, which is tough now. But if you were to call it's someone tough. right now, the way people are dealing with phone orders and everything every day, I could see you not e- explaining your position well. But that's why I'm like working it out. That's why I'm working it out right now with you. I guess I could send Dom. He used to be the manager. Dom could charm the pants off of anybody. So maybe that would work. Hmm. But anyway, it's like they would like there are a bunch of places that would just do it, but they send it directly to the track and trail address. But then I, here's the other thing: I would have to get that person on board mm-hmm. with this generally probably not legal activity now that i'm sending mail to a place that doesn't exist anymore um definitely cross state lines anymore it's definitely crossing state lines Uh, crossing state lines is always bad no matter what it is is it is that a thing interstate yeah it becomes like a federal crime then i I don't know mail fraud wire fraud i don't this doesn't sound right anyway i'm I'm not entirely sure what you're even sending but uh if you're sending it across state like a lines, co- there's there's a, a compounding factor there. Like a new coat. Like I'm getting a new coat for myself. It seems like a lot of trouble to get a new coat. <laughs> but it's more fun to just like, you know, because then How that person, he or she, 40%. You save 40%. And how much does it cost in gas to get it to where you are? Oh, I wouldn't do that. No. I would do what I usually do now. You have to get it somewhere. Well, okay, so here's what I would do. I would just make someone who lives in Albany go get it. Right, so So now you're saving 40%. An accomplice. Well, it's not even an accomplice. It's just a stooge. Like, they're they're using their time. They're spending yes. their effort to get you something. Yes. Yeah. It's what goes around comes around. No, that's not what that is. How's that? <laughs> what, what, what comes around to them? <laughs> Whatever the saying is for like, you know, a tit for a tad. Like I do you a favor, you do me a favor. You, what favor are, they, are you doing for them? <laughs> I, oh God, I do favors all the time for people. I send people car parts to their houses. That's your job. That's not a favor. That's your job. <laughs> but like I do it for people like my friends and stuff. Like I had I had at the beginning of the pandemic, kind of before it was really like a thing, there was a set of rims I really wanted. And it was like not quite in like it was like in Nyack, New York. I was like I texted the link to 
Gerwitz and I was like, yo, do you want to just like go get these for me? And he's like, yep. And I was like, wait, really? And he's like, yep. He's like, when am I going? I was like, tomorrow? And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. I was like, all right. All right. And I contacted the guy and like gave Gerwitz the money and Gerwitz paid the guy in cash and they did like a safe transfer thing. It was like right at the beginning of the pandemic and I didn't get the wheels until he came up and visited, which was like many, many months later when like the risk was super low and, you know, there were like next to no reported cases up here. And, um, I mean, it took six months from the time he got them to get the wheels here, but that's like the thing that happens. It's just like, you know, if someone's going to do me a favor and pick up some shit for me, that wasn't the only thing he picked up for me in that six months. Funny enough, he picked up a bunch of other car parts for me and brought and brought them up. But it's like, you know, I have people do favors for me and I do favors for people. I had another, it, this happens with wheels a lot. I had, do you remember I bought a set of wheels in Syracuse and I had Bill's mom get them? Uh, vaguely, that sounds familiar. So I had that happen, and then Jenny had to drive them back in a pickup truck, like, all the way to Vermont, and then I picked them up at their house. So that happened once. You know, people are nice. People do things for me. I don't actually know why. Um, happened another time with a different set of wheels, the wheels that I literally, like, drive on, on my Mark IV Golf, like, all the time. It's just like a thing you do, you know? I look for things everywhere, and I ask people if they want to, like, go get them for me. Because they're close. It's like you got to network, you know? You got you to gotta do that stuff. It's not networking. Same thing for selling parts. That's not networking. How is that networking? What do you mean? You use your network to get you things. You cast a wide net. <laughs> Full circle. Cast a nets. <laughs> so how's your how's your how's your life anything new you don't do anything anymore you go to work i just go to work walk the dog wait how long did your power outage last oh at work like three days so so the only information i was getting was from the ladwp twitter Oh, no. So I would log on. Well, not log on, but I would just search LADWP Twitter on Google and go to their Twitter page because I don't have a Twitter account and look at it, and they would give me updates, and they would always miss their deadlines. But because I was going to the the Twitter page and getting no other information, I started looking at, like, uh, their tweets and replies, and... Just got so annoyed by the people who are residents in the area who were dealing very badly with the power being out for three days. They're the largest group of entitled assholes I've I think I've I've seen in a long time. Of that because when I was reading the information that the poor you know whoever intern or entry level day worker who was running the LADWP Twitter information account they were giving us all the same information and then you put it into 
kind of parameters that I'm experienced with when like our building would have power down and I would have to relay that to all the people who work in the building, you know, like let people know mm-hmm. that, oh, power's still not back. We're doing this to remedy it. But if it doesn't work, it'll be this. If it does work, we think it'll be okay. So uh, your job is to give the people as much information before they ask for it so that they're aware of w- what's happening to, so you don't have to answer it later. Doing this on Twitter with a bunch of entitled assholes who live in expensive condos during a pandemic, too, I might add, like, I mean, that's, they're all stuck at home anyway, and they're all working from home, so it probably sucks that they don't have power, but what are you going to do, right? Their, you treat, their, their yeah. treatment of the, this poor bastard on Twitter is so humiliating from, be, like, being the same, like, uh, being the same species as these people like to see the way they're reacting because they it ended up being a huge issue that affected like 500 feet of cables on sunset uh, underneath the uh, underneath the, the pavement struck by lightning melted and killed and everything so every time they thought they fixed it they would test it turn it on and it would blow down the line somewhere so they'd have to go and fix it there so it's like a once in a 30 year like problem you know but hmm. but the people were not coping with it well in these high rises around me. That's crazy. You're just saying they were just being like indignant or Oh yeah, like and they were like tweeting at, you know, the governor and at you know, the mayor and just like being like, How is this acceptable? It's day three, I haven't been able to take a hot shower. When all they they're all complaining about is that they can't get on and use you know Netflix or whatever. Oh my god! Because it that's it really nice. did put put in perspective too. Is like I was just dealing with it from like a business standpoint. Like we're not able to work right now. There are certain shows that cannot work right now because they were remoting into a building that now has no power. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the first day and a half go by, and I start reading those twitters. It's like. Oh yeah, there's people who like live here and they're dealing with it from a residential standpoint too. Interesting. Did you end up having to take data and bring it home so that it was accessible? No, we had to move one of our uh, servers and some of our remote machines to another location over the hill and rent space there for a week to get them up and running. Did you do that pretty much instantly? No, we did that Tuesday. So huh. we, we got it there, and they were able to work Tuesday, so they were down Monday, able to work Tuesday. And then the power came back on, on Wednesday morning. Um, but we left we left everything there until uh, un, until Monday morning of this week. Wow. So are we going to get you up here soon? I don't know, man. I haven't seen my parents in over two years now. That's nuts. It's crazy, right? Because yeah. 2019, we didn't go home for Christmas because we were planning on the wedding and everything. And then this happened. So the wedding didn't happen the way we planned it. And we didn't go home to, we didn't go there for Christmas because as soon as it started happening, my parents like strict adherence to uh, guidelines. They're like, we're. We're in the target demographic. Well, you know, when my sister nice. and I come over, they wear they all wear masks and they all kind of like quarantine and stuff because because 
Matt's still like teaching in school and stuff too, so he's got to deal with all that and everything. So there'd mm-hmm. be no there'd be no way for us to go home and visit my parents. Nope. Uh, so uh, hopefully I see him this summer, but we'll see. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, if you could, t- I don't know how much time you can take off, or if you're allowed to take off time, but ideally you should just like. Well, I mean, we're all working from home now, right? So theoretically, I could just go there and work from there. Yeah, actually, that's not a bad idea. I was there about are, to say, like... I would, I would get people to cover for me for the boots on the ground stuff here and then just, you know, take that amount of time and go back there. But then, you know, i got to deal with three dogs back home, make sure that they get taken care of and everything. It's a, it's a... It's one of those problems that you're talking about, Lopez. You gotta, you gotta think of a creative solution. <laughs> My creative solution would just be like everyone, everyone piles in a car, and mm-hmm. you know, you take a dog, you take two dogs, you take a person, you take no people, whatever, and your quarantine time is, you know, starts, you know, whenever you leave, and then you just make sure that you're driving, you know across the country and you're not going anywhere you're staying in your car you're like you know what i mean that's actually pretty that's pretty smart uh you just need to make sure that you sanitize and desanitize when you're at gas stations and stuff i guess totally and then you're not going into an airport you're not breathing that fucking airplane air which would totally give you covid and um you know um did i tell you i've like started to like i've started to like unfollow people who are like traveling and stuff i think you touched on it last episode we didn't really get into it though i just like i just can't look at it anymore i'm just like you guys gotta fucking stop traveling it's killing me it's just like i can't it's like i feel i feel guilty by association is what it is (laughs) do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i feel like like i'm friends with you and like we know each other like and you're making these decisions that are just like i don't know ruthless like god it's like just totally selfish bullshit totally crazy yeah. i was like what do you think you're just like as you're just like the, the healthiest person who's like totally immune and you can i don't know i don't know i don't know what people think or what goes through people's heads um but yeah man if it were me i'd fucking drive across the country and I would start your quarantine at home and then just like make a log. You just like yeah. you love logging things. Just log your days and I'm a logger. Fucking yeah, just like do it. Yeah, you're not uh, a blogger. You're yeah, a I think logger. I'll, I'll I'll probably wait until this epic cold front is supposed to be coming this week and you guys just got a whole bunch of snow out there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll probably wait till the weather's better. It's not, I mean, like, we got a bunch of snow, but, like, you know, I mean, I got a, wow, we probably got, like, 14 to 16 inches over the last. Yeah, man, I, I, I drove five through days. a dusting in Lake Tahoe last year, and that, that that's been my only experience driving through weather in 10 years. <laughs> I mean, nothing's going to be as bad as driving the GTI back with me through like that epic snowstorm that was pretty sweet (laughs) and also driving back with a wheel in your car 
Oh my god, that's why we went. Oh yeah. Fantastic. Yep. Brave new world. It is a brave new world. Do you wanna do you wanna use my, my new term for saying goodbye? Sure. Tap or light. Nope. Don't wanna do that. <laughs> that's what It's a mining term for goodbye. You, you tap or light. It's the dynamite. You tap or light. The, there's no you don't way. like it. What, the mining term? That's not the mining it's term a, for goodbye. It is. It's a mining term for goodbye. All right. I'm not going to get to this. <laughs> <laughs> you just say tap or light. Man. I think the joke is that if you don't tap her light, you would be dead. So you would, it would be goodbye for good. Right, I understand. So wouldn't goodbye? So wouldn't goodbye be? No. So I guess tap her light is like uh, see you later, not necessarily goodbye. I guess like tap her hard yeah. would be goodbye. Tap her light is see. It you would later. be death. Yeah. Tap tap her light. Tap her light like is what, definitely see like, you later. Yeah, it's like a it's like a like an Idaho and like Montana, like a western Montana mining like silver mining country term, apparently. It's a good one. I liked it. It's something Those things up. usually don't stick with me. I liked it. Tapper light.